So what do you and Joan of Arc have in common? Uh, well, we both uh, we're both French, and we both went to war with English speaking people, <laughs> and we both lost. <laughs> so. Oh my God! Well, but you haven't been burned, so thank goodness. I'm very glad. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. When you were shooting the video, how was it? Was it were the people being like, "What's this? What's that lady doing over there?" Yeah, there was this woman that was very confused. She was like, are you okay? Did you fall? And I was like, no, ma'am, don't worry. It's fake blood. She's like, oh, okay, well, you look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people were very confused to see a knight coming out of the bushes. Yeah. They've seen other things come out of those bushes, please. Oh, I'm sure. Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, brought to you by World of Wonder at VH1. This podcast takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5. Each week, I'm joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons, as in the queens who have made history, to talk about this season and their own experiences on the show. So thank you for listening. And warning, because there's going to be what? Attention, there'll be spoilers. <laughs> so consider yourself warned, everybody. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central, or you can watch in select territories on WoW Presents Plus if you're someplace where you cannot get VH1. I am very honored today to be joined by a gorgeous queen, the first ever French queen on Drag Race. She's funny, she is goofy, and she is beloved and so talented. She's a total doll. Nikki doll! Bonjour, people! I'm very excited to be here. Hi, Turn. Hi! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, speak bad French to you. You get too much of that, I'm sure, all the time. Oh, please. I love to correct people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, the last time we talked, we were putting together a reunion and a finale, and it was crazy, mm -hmm. and so much, so many different elements to put together. How have you been doing? Look, I, I think that now, besides being a drag queen and a performer, I'm also a tech person. I know how to set up lighting and audio, and I can create a show from my house. So I just feel smarter. See, it was all just training for the, for the world ahead of us. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So I saw your Joan of Arc video. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was basically my uh, the follow up story of when RuPaul's Drag Race kicked my ass out of the show, and so that <laughs> was me crying in the woods. <laughs> oh my god, were you crying in Central Park? I was crying in Central Park. Thank you for removing the magic. No, no, I just like I love it. It's like you know, queens yeah. get things done. You use what you have. You like make magic. Yeah, it was, it was a, I needed to re to create something new during this quarantine, and I had this idea. So we just went in Central Park and shut the thing, and, uh, and I had a great time. How is fun. New York feeling right now? How's the city? I mean, it's been, you know, the whole country is going through amazing things, difficult things, all at the same time. It's like a revolutionary time, but what's it feel like there? Um, so I think that New Yorkers are really uh, well-behaved when you come to the, to the pandemic. Most of them, most of us have been very... Uh, careful to stay at home. Now we're on phase one and about to hit phase two, which means that uh, outdoor restaurants and shops are going to be able to reopen, which we are very excited because unlike people in LA, we live in rat cages. So we need we need to go out. True. Oh my God, be careful. 
I know. I'll do my best. I have my I have my rhinestone mask ready to wear. Oh, please. Fantastic. So, yeah. So now we've been in this kind of like COVID like pandemic situation for a, a few months. Mm-hmm. I, and, and forgive me, on a scale of un to dix. Yes. Dix, how are you feeling? Uh, on a scale to one to dix, I think that I am feeling... Uh, I'm feeling hopeful. I think that um, it was a learning experience. It was very traumatizing in the beginning, but I think that it was also a much needed time to think of uh, us as a race, as the human race, and things that we want to change in the future, and also how we need to behave uh, going forward. So uh, hopeful. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Like um, so many queens have been also kind of so vocal with regarding uh, Black Lives Matter and the protests and police uh, brutality. It's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I think it has been a topic that for the most of us as Queen from Drag Race, because we, we are such a mixed group every season, that it's something that resonates with us for a while. And, and when you're given a platform like this, you want to make sure that you're using it for good. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm very proud to see that everyone kind of like put them their own career on the side and focus on spreading the message that needs to be spread. Yeah, yeah. Still able to work on projects. I've seen some beautiful photographs from you online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I created this. Uh, I needed to find a way because I realized when I was sharing only Black Lives Matter um, topics, it didn't get as much attention. So I realized that the people were here mostly to see my art. So I was like, okay, let me find an, a way to eye candy them and still spread the message. So I created this editorial called uh, Quarantine Fashion, where I would do uh, looks out of like outfits that I have from home and slides on left to be able to see the full message that I wanted to share each time. And it's been working pretty well. So I'm very happy about that. That's fantastic. Ah, see, I mean, you're, you're, you're smart, you're gorgeous, you're crafty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She tries. <laughs> <laughs> um, things are starting to reopen carefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, has, how has this whole period changed your drag? Um, you know, I, the thing is when, when, you, when you perform weeks after weeks after weeks, you have a tendency to stay in your comfort zone. And this whole quarantine thing has been helping me to really improve uh, – ways to communicate my art with the fans through a freaking screen and that changed the whole way of 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 seeing how you perform so i've been i've been you know i've been updating my drag i've been updating my looks and i've been updating the message that i want to share because the way of sharing emotion is different and it's been very to be honest it's been very fascinating to to explore that part of drag yeah yeah you're you're like so skilled now and things you probably had no idea about before in different ways you didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. After drag race and a pandemic, I think everything is possible and I will handle it properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you may be the first French queen on the show, but I feel like we've had some, you know, French sounding queens on the show. We've had Fifi O'Hara. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sonique. That's true. Baby. Zahara Benet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mimi? <laughs> yes. I'm first. Is, could she possibly be French? Uh, I mean, we, lo- we, we we do love to take people on our backs a lot. So I think that Mimi is very French, for sure. I mean, come on. There's Madame La Queer. It doesn't get any more. Fr- I mean, come on. Yes, she's definitely the winner out of all of them. But do not forget the first French queen ever, Miss Dideritz with Bonjour Ladies. Ah! 
yes. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I was like, it's plastique French. It sounds French. <laughs> right. Coco. Coco. Mm -hmm. Is Coulet a French name? Maybe. Coulet. Coulet. Chez Coulet. Oh, Coulet. I was like, Coulet. Coulet is chicken. We don't have any French chicken. Uh, Coulet. Coulet is definitely French. Mm -hmm. oh, I will, oh my God. We will gladly accept Chez Coulet as a French queen for sure. It would be our honor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Although I like, now I like Chez Poulet. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. People are always inspired by beautiful French sounding things. So there you go. Yeah. Now, do you know any of these all stars in this season? I personally know uh, Chez Coulet. I think I've met Angina once, um, met Mariah, and Blair. Okay. Now, are you, are you closer with any of them? Or do you know any of them any better? Or like. I'm I'm pretty close with Blair and Shay. Oh, um, and who are you rooting for in the season? It is so hard because um, it is such a diverse cast, and there's so many queens that I really really love from past seasons that are competing against each other. But of course, I know for a fact that Shay Coulee is a triple threat. Miss Cracker is also a powerhouse. Blair is very very uh, motivated and talented as well. Alexis Mateo is a storm that is unstoppable. <laughs> and I am personally also obsessed with Mariah Drag. I think she brings such a an old school with with a fresh take on it. If that if that even makes sense. But I, I yeah, it, it's really hard to to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Now did, did you did you know Ms. Cracker at all in New York or I, I had the chance to see Miss Cracker perform once before she went on on the sh on her first season, and then she became uh, the world property. So I, I I don't know her personally, but she's very 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 witty and super talented. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, all good. Well, let's get into this episode. Yes. Yes, exactly. So it it begins top of the show. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at the lipsticks to see you know about who chose who to go home last week. And they all chose on Gina. It was unanimous. And, and she kind of even set that up. Mm -hmm. How hard would it be if you were competing to like pick another girl's name? Because every week they all have to vote someone to go home. Yeah, it's, uh, well, first with Angela checking out on the show, uh, <laughs> I know how it feels like. So I know that this lady has been going through a lot that day. Uh, but it is it, it, to feel to imagine myself in an all star situation and having to pick someone must feel incredibly tough because you know that no matter what you're crushing someone's dream. Uh, so of course I don't I don't blame the girls for for naming Andrina since she named herself because it is already such a hard decision to make on itself. So she kind of like made it for for them. Right, right, right. So then next they they walk into the workroom for like day one. Um, and Alexis kind of pretty quickly goes right to Ms. Cracker saying, what was your purpose in going in on Angina last week? Um, and Quack Cracker tries to explain herself that she meant to be supportive. But mm -hmm. the other, what's going on here? I don't know, but it was very good. You know, after a very quiet season 12 season, getting so much drama is giving me all the life I needed in a pandemic. So I'm very excited to see all of it. Uh, it's very, but uh, yeah, I guess that, Cracker was a little too honest, I guess, uh, when she told Angina that she should have say say her name instead of Derek. And Alex Mateo is uh, wants to check if she can trust uh, someone like Miss Cracker or if there's any mind game in here. So she wants to see who she's competing against. Right, and right away, and then like Mayhem and and, and even India are kind of like mm, they 
Cracker says she meant to be supportive, but Mayhem and Andy are, are like, mm, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I wasn't either. <laughs> My intention was to say, Angina, I want you to believe in yourself because I need to see that. And I went about it wrong. I should have said that, not what I said. And, uh, uh, are you okay, Mayhem? <laughs> Girl, I don't believe not none of this. I'm just gonna be real. Right. I really don't believe Same. none of it. It's it, it was very. I guess it's a it's a it was a common fear of everyone to know if everybody was playing it by the rules or if we're going to start to play mind games. And everyone wanted Cracker's answer right away. Yeah, yeah. Do you think now is Alexis playing like mind games now? Kind of like going after Cracker. I definitely think that uh, Alexis saw a, a strategic move from Cracker and decided to make a move herself, which is kind of shaking her in her boots. And I think she did a good job because she sure did. Uh, Miss Cracker felt very, very shaken the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alexis is so entertaining because she just says exactly what she feels. Mm -hmm. And often, most of the time, she does it with kind of like a a, a light flair, a joke, it's fun. But but she seems pretty serious when she's like zeroing in on Cracker. Oh yeah, yeah. She said what she said. It felt it felt very authentic and and, and Loki scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So then RuPaul comes in and tells them they're gonna be creating hotel suites. Cause this is one of those exercises, whether it's like a Club 96 nightclub or you're creating some kind of a brand. It's like all showing off your your creativity, like how you perceive the world how you want people to perceive you as a queen what kind of experience you want to create for people whether like it, it, you know it's a hotel suite what are your fun items you're going to give them so would you be excited by this challenge oh yes i think it's such a great challenge to really go deep in your in your fantasy and and and, and create something out of nothing and I, I i was excited to see what the girls would do so yeah it's a, it's a great challenge I know, and they have to do like a signature cocktail, some kind of special turndown service, maybe, and like a gift basket, and then it's the whole concept too. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's basically it's, it, it reminds me a lot of when you when you create a, a party at a club. It's like selling a full experience to your customers, and I and I I love that. I think it's great. What would your hotel suite be like? What kind of place would you create or experience? I would have created something that out of like kind of like an out of space experience where uh, it would be like kind of like the six elements type of um, decor with uh, I would have definitely put one of the pit crew in an alien outfit because I think <laughs> like maybe the alien head and like a duck strap like a Fio neon duck strap thing <laughs> and, and and stole like some weird fluorescent drinks and yeah just something very like unpredictable oh my god i'm ready to go to your club i'm mean, sorry your hotel suite <laughs> oh you're welcome anytime um and which of these queens would you want to be on a team with i would have definitely loved to be on a team with either blair or shay because i think that both of them are very uh creative and i i think that our energy would have gone really well with each other that makes sense that makes sense now we know you can paint a face um, mm -hmm. Can you paint walls? How are you good at like home decor chores? Uh, believe it or not, I'm actually very handy uh, at my house. So yeah, I would have definitely be able to paint. I don't know how I would react if um, Mariah would have put her pink paint on my green wall. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but I sure know how to paint. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I love that. And I've noticed in, in this season, we have like several queens from earlier seasons. We have Jujubee from season two. We have Mariah, India, and um, Alexis from season three. And it's just fun watching the queens from earlier seasons because they have, they're a little more frank. They're a little more salty, but they have fun with it. They don't take themselves seriously. And sometimes... Like if you notice Blair, who's wonderful, and Cracker, they all you know they often seem so very careful about every yeah. single thing they're doing, which is smart. But it's a different. You, you can tell that it's like maybe the impact of the show being on for years and the fandom and stuff. The early girls just kind of are a little more free just to be their their like you know silly sassy selves. Yes, totally. And to be honest, I mean, as a, as a new queen from season twelve, I trust me, I would have loved to be uh, to have been on the show in earlier seasons because. I think I'm sure that in uh, in in Blair's head or Miss Cracker's head, like the first thing that they think of is like, what type of backlash am I going to get online? Who, who am I, which people are going to hate me if I say this or do that? <laughs> and and when you start thinking like that, sadly, you you put yourself in a box and then you feel like prisoner of your own self. When girls like Jujubee and Alexis and Mariah, they've been on this on the show before. They don't care because they they didn't have the same experience with social media. And you and it's so interesting to see how both behavior is so completely different. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just in this episode, I I started realizing, oh yeah, it's just it's it's just different approaches because the show has evolved so much and yeah. like the experience of the show. Um, it's good for the new queen to learn from the older queens. Oof, older doesn't sound right, but the previous queen, <laughs> because for example, there's the way to do it. For example, Jujube is the perfect example of being old school and still invite you to the party. And, and feel like you're part of the shade without hating her for saying what she says. Exactly. She's so, I mean, she's so funny and she's so, so smart and funny all the time, yeah. but she can say yeah. like the shadiest read and then she just kind of giggles and, and you can tell she's also laughing at herself. It's, yeah. it's how you do it. Why we don't leave our backs hairy. So it's really a 4D experience. That's true. But please make sure you shave all your chins. Yeah, exactly. It's how you do it. And she definitely knows how to do it. Now, they start preparing their suites, the teams. We have Blair and Mayhem working together. Mm -hmm. And theirs is all about glamour, gold. What's what's the vibe they're going for? Rich. <laughs> they're going for rich glamour, which I think was very, very smart because it gave me the same type of vibe of Club 96 when it's a full-on concept and some tagline, which I think when you go on TV and you want to really do well on a challenge, you want to make sure that your thing is memorable and, and memeable and quotable. And out of all the rooms, I think she, they were the one that really were smart enough to introduce catchphrases in it. Yes, 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 yes. And Juju B, Alexis, and India. And <laughs> I love that Juju was, she wanted to do an Alaskan theme with like salmon and snow, but no. <laughs> no, they went for jungle. <laughs> they went for jungle. Yeah. Um, and. Again, Juju, this is an example of a Juju being able to be shady and but be, be so cute because she's like, but this is a design challenge, and I'm paired with two bitches with questionable taste. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, and then she comes back and finishes the sentence by saying, "Well, I shouldn't be saying that because I have questionable taste myself." And that's how you take uh, the audience on a ride with a shade, and and when you, and it's all about how you lend it, and she always does it, and I'm so impressed by her skill. Yes, yes. Smart, so witty. Uh, and you know, like, fun fact, I started doing drag after watching the interaction of Raven and Jujube in their season. Oh, really? Friendship is so inspiring, and I need to find my Raven, because I thought I was Jujube. 
And I found my, my best friend in France, and we've been the Raven and Jujube of, of France for the longest time. Oh my God, who is? What, what's her name? Her name is Sylvia Slut. <laughs> That's wonderful, Sylvia Slut. Oh my God, I, I want to look her up. She is phenomenal. She's a fifty-one muscle guy that knows how to paint like nobody's business, and is so talented. And I love her so much. Uh, has she ever come to the U.S.? Has she ever like come here to? perform with you or do stuff yeah yeah she came to to visit me when i was still living in california and she performed at nikki's and in san francisco with me and people love her she's really cool oh my god i love it hi sylvia <laughs> hi sylvia <laughs> <laughs> um so alexis india and jujubee are doing jungle theme and then we go to mariah shay and cracker and what's their idea so their idea was very ambitious they went for golden girls and it was very like miami old school a hotel room and they all three dressed as old ladies and and yeah i mean it's it was very fun to watch i think the concept was really strong in the beginning yeah it's tough because i mean such a fun idea because we all know the golden girls or especially like i don't know lots of lots of most gay americans do mm -hmm. and it's on tv all the time and it's a funny and it's kind of a classic and yeah you're kind of playing these old ladies but they all are like very like funny and quick and smart and spry and silly but the only, I think the downside about doing the Golden Girls is like so many drag queens do Golden Girls shows all over the country all the time. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to live up to. It's like you're, because everyone has their own expectation of how, what this, what this is. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. I think that they chose a topic that was a bit too ambitious for them. And mostly when you have to sell Golden Girls to a, a panel of judges that are older than you, that definitely know the show more than you. It is uh, an incredibly tough crowd to convince. And so I think that they kind of like set themselves up for failure on that one. Right, because also because they have to now be characters that we already know, as opposed to creating a character like Blair right. and, and uh, Mayhem, who you just kind of, who can be whatever they want to be. Right. What would you do in Snatch Game 2 when Snatch Game 1 is already too hard? <laughs> oh my God, good point. Uh, <laughs> let's see, we're going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. And um, then we'll come back and we'll talk about how they did in the challenge, their runway looks. Ooh, an assassin is coming. There's a lot coming. So hang on. We, do you mind hanging on for a moment, Ms. Nikki? Of course. No problem. I'll be here. Okay. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. I'm the Vivian. Grab your kettles and your biscuits because I'm going to make a cup of tea that everyone wants to drink. I'm making a brew and so is Bagger. Are you there, love? Hello, Vivian. I'm live from my living room. I'm just getting the milk out of the fridge. I like my brew extra milky. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> Fancy a Brew is the podcast with me, the Vivian, and Bagger Chips. We talk about everything from drag, pop culture, and talking some shite. Absolute shite. And don't forget to listen every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen now, wherever you get yours. Okay, we are back. I am here with Nikki Dahl on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I'm your host, John Polly, and we are talking about All-Stars 5, Episode 3, Get a Room. And the queens are about to turn out some hotel suites. So, Nikki, it is day two. Uh -huh. The girls come back in, and Mayhem says she couldn't sleep last night. She was so nervous about putting this challenge together. 
Um, mm -hmm. What was were there nights like that that you had where you couldn't sleep before before an episode? Oh, honey, I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep at all. Of course, it is the, the the thing with the show is that because you don't have any support system around you, or because it, you, you you get a lot in your head and you always second guess yourself all the time. And I can tell that Miss Mayhem really wants to do better than her season. And uh, even though I think her 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 day one was very powerful, and I think that she she got it in the bag. She herself, in her own skin, felt like she still had to stress about it. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to watch now those seasons after you've done it because you 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 get the full dimension of it and their mental space. And I I feel for all of them all the time. I'm like, oh my god, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this scene with Alexis really testing Cracker. Yeah. Um, because she she thinks you know Cracker's over with Mariah and Shay, and she and Cracker's kind of processing everything. She's like, oh, I'm happy to be working with people that I respect. And then Alexis is like zeroes in. So so you don't respect me? Is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you heard from that? Girl, I was living. Well, the thing, <laughs> Cracker really needs to make sure. What, like, I think she's in her head a lot to make sure that she's not. Um, damaging herself with the fans but she also needs to make sure that she's not damaging herself with the girls in the room because when you said i respect a b and c and i will learn to work with c d and girl you can be sure that c heard it and it's gonna come to you <laughs> and that's what happened she's like excuse me what did you say and i was like oh so i think that alexis Matero is really much the audience uh voice because she's saying out loud what we're thinking and it's so amazing to watch oh my god that's a really good point and so this is before. So the girls, they do, they perform their suites. Mm -hmm. um, I, we'll be real quick about it. We talked about it a little bit already. So the, the Shea, Mariah, and Cracker do their Golden Girls. Welcome to the, the Golden, Golden Gals Palace and Resort. Come on in. It's cute. It's cute. I love the look of the room. Well, yes, the look of the room. And even their looks. I think that she was hilarious. She looked so amazing. Yeah, yeah. But the judges were kind of like, mm, it just didn't go beyond, it didn't exceed any expectations, right. I think. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the Glamazone with Juju and Alexis and India. And what did you think of theirs? Bienvenidos to a wild adventure at the Glamazone. Come inside. I've said that before. I think that the the concept of the jungle they could have done I think more with it. Uh, they had some really funny thing with the golden shower, which I, th which I think was hilarious. Uh, and like uh, the judge said to Alexis uh, Mateo, she is so funny. Even if she blinks or does anything, you start laughing because she has this face and this way of of of, of just making everything funny. And I think that they did a really good job. Before they were you know preparing for this challenge, Juju said. What this is, is you do an exaggerated version of yourself and just play right. it up and have fun, which is right. basically also like a good rule in general for anything you do in Drag Race. Yeah, which is also a very hard rule to 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 apply to yourself. But yeah. definitely when out of everyone in this whole episode, the only one that really stayed true to herself and amplified uh, maybe some features of herself was Juju. Yeah. And that's how she got where she is. Because it felt her when when I think when Alexis tell her uh, something about her grandma, she's like, "Don't talk about my grandma, bitch." That was literally just juju in the confessional that we know, and that's what made it funny. Right, right. And she's taking those things like my grandmother made this chair by her hands, and like stupid stories. She's making it up as she goes along, and that's what's so fun to watch. 
Here I am sitting on a chair that my grandma made. She made this with her two bare hands. I sat on her lap. Oh, she was chewing tobacco. All the stories I heard. Didn't understand a word. Yes, exactly. And then um, we go over to the gold experience with Blair and LeMay. <laughs> oh, LeMay. Such a good name. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why? She's the only one who, like, changed her name. For, well, I guess the Golden Girls did, too. Forgive me. Like, Shady, Arthur, and Balenciaga Devereaux. But uh-huh. I love it. But, like, Blair was Blair, but Mayhem was LeMay. Yeah. When when you were, like, with Blair and LeMay, then I looked back at there. I was like, why didn't you change your name? Because LeMay is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just rich. And they really, like you said, they really just zone in on their, like, preposterous kind of breathy delivery. And rich. How rich? Very rich. So rich. Daddy rich. What was your favorite parts about about Blair and and Mayhem's presentation? What I loved about Blair and Mayhem is that they had a really, really good interaction. And for people that haven't done the show, it is not always something that you get when you pair yourself with someone. And I think that Blair and Mayhem chemistry was on point. I also love that they had, like I said, uh, a lot of good concept and memorable catchphrases. And and the whole the, the the whole concept was very easy to do, but yet very effective. And I think that when the judges arrived, they realized that the, the concept was there. They had some they had uh, jokes to tell, and it just worked overall. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which one of these rooms would you stay in? I definitely would stay in uh, Blair and Lemay room because you're fancy. Not because I'm a bougie bitch, but because I think that if I have to put my money in a hotel, I want to make sure that the hotel has their concept on point. And to me, that was the best concept. Oh, yeah, smart, so smart. Okay, so we get to the runway, and the category is... Three, three, three looks in one. Mm-hmm. We may not have time to talk about every single one, but which one stood out for you? I, uh, I really, really liked Shay. I think that Shay had a story and it was also very different than what she usually delivers. It was very fine art and uh, it was very interesting and surprising, to be honest, to see her do that. Describe to me what Shay was wearing and what her like looks were. She had the butterfly at the very end and then... Yeah, she came out first with a, a cocoon around her, kind of like she was in the shell, you know, like the chrysalis or whatever. The chrysalis, yeah. And then it came down into a skirt and then she stepped out of it and the wings popped up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, she was basically giving you the birth of a butterfly or a moth, depending, because her face was a bit, a bit creepy. <laughs> but I, it, the, the idea was amazing. I don't know if every single step of the reveal was perfectly executed, but I really loved the last step with the, the mechanical wigs and the, the, the fluorescent neon uh, outfit and makeup. And I think it was very different for her. Yeah. And also that wig was, was that wig was a choice with this look, but it was, it was, it was cool overall. I really liked it. Yeah. The colors, I love the, just the bright, 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 like neon. Yes. Um, and then, and then who else? I loved uh, Juju B because I think it was very smart to um, have different seasons and her bunny look was really, really cute. Um, I loved, okay, that, that's, that, that's a shame because I really liked Alexis Mateo idea of the circus. I think that the, the, the coat was phenomenal. I would have done the second outfit of the ballerina. I would have done the skirt much shorter, yeah. which she would have been able to do because her outfit under the skirt, the, the ballerina look was a very short bodysuit. So I would have done that. I would have done a shorter skirt, maybe a different color. I would have done like a baby pink to make sure that you really get the ballerina vibe. 
and then it would have been a shoot for me. But uh, it was a really, really good uh, interpretation of the theme. Yeah, and I love that she's like chose something that you can tell a story. It's like, oh, we're at the circus, and this character, and this character. And I totally agree. If if this ballerina look had been a short, like more like a tutu skirt, exactly, it would have it would have made complete sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a miss, but but it was a really good idea. Then who did I like? I I think that Blair also ideas of the eras was a really smart move. And uh, and and, um, and and beautiful. I think the, the last jumpsuit was really cute. Rather simple for Drag Race All Stars, but effective. And I realized that sometimes you don't have to go full on high fashion to make it. No shame, no shame intended. Yeah. But uh, but you can but you can you can as long as the concept is working, you can go all the way. And I think that she had a really strong concept. Yeah. And then Mayhem and India both had like versions of like the same pattern, just done in different ways, different yeah. styles, like from like. A, a dress look more into like a resort swimwear, I guess. Or what would you call it? <laughs> uh, I look. I I think that India choices of fabric is always phenomenal. I think that she really knows uh, texture and and shape and. Uh, but because she's so good with fashion, I was rather disappointed when I saw how powerful she entered the room with this beautiful over overcoat. Is that how you call it? An overcoat. Yeah. Uh, turn into a Vegas bodysuit. So then I was like, okay, girl, you could have done something a little different. Uh, but I but loved loved the hat, loved the loved the texture of it. And then Mayhem was really beautiful as well. I think that her last look out of the three was my favorite one. Right, right. That little fun wig reveal with the bathing cap and everything was it was a cute concept. Yeah, it was a cute concept for sure. And then Miss Cracker was in an egg. Yeah, uh, it, I loved it. So she was the the. The, the music little box from Anastasia. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she turned into Anastasia at the ball and then removed the, the dress. I loved it. I don't think it was the strongest look for, because to me it was really just two looks. Okay. Were, you know, it was, was kind of like uh, Alyssa Edwards when she was grabbing her photograph dress. She's <laughs> like, I'm holding the photograph and I'm not holding the photograph. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, oh girl, that's what I look The camera dress, yes. <laughs> the camera dress. Oh my god, I love that. And then, well, since we almost since we talked about everybody, Mariah came out with. I loved her big fuzzy cover up. Yes, and that hat, that that, that headpiece that she had, futuristic uh, glasses. Yeah, but then the judges thought the rest was like. Mm. I, you see, here I don't agree. I don't understand why they would say to Miss Cracker that she can hold her skirt and then release her skirt, and that still looks. But yet, um, Mariah cannot remove uh, an accessory and a coat, and then remove the reveal the, the, the skirt applique, and that's not enough. I, I think Mariah's look was really transformative and really cool. Fair, fair, fair. And I just love anything Mariah does, so hey. Oh my god, so stunning. And the face, she's one of the first faces of the show. Like, so beautiful. Yeah. And then Rude declares that his... And I, I think this is really interesting, and I kind of love this approach, like, as, when it comes to the judging. Rue says, my favorite suite was Blair and Mayhem. Yep. But what does he say? He says that even though the concept was the best achieved on the, on Mayhem and, and Blair team, his favorite character was uh, Jujubee. And I think that we, we discussed that earlier when there's there's one rule that will manage to get, to let you go all the way. It is to stay true to yourself and I, I apply it to the challenge. And I think that Jujubee was the only one that really did it. Yeah, yeah. And I just love that, like, it's, you know, you're able to acknowledge, okay, you team were the were maybe my favorite, but 
it's another queen who stood out the most and really like was the best performer. And also I was so happy for her because this lady has never won a main challenge in all seasons she's yes. been doing that's that's her third season and I was and you could tell that she was really moved. I've been waiting a really long time to win something. Thank you. You want a carrot? <laughs> <laughs> I might have cried with her when that happened, but I was really, very happy for her. Oh, God. Same, 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 same. Long time. Overdue. Well overdue. Yeah. So Cracker and Alexis end up safe. Yeah. Which means that um, India, Mariah, and Shay are in the bottom. Yeah. Were you gagged? I was gooped. I was shocked. When I saw that Miss Coulee just won $20,000, became the, the 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 first threat of the whole competition and then end up in the bottom so early on because last time that happened it was manila and it happened all the way at the very end of the show and then she got chopped by some shady lady but this time around, i was like oh ma'am if they're going to chop her from the beginning what is going to happen so yeah definitely shocked that she ended up there and you could tell that she was shocked too <laughs> yes yes i know so then from those three mariah India and Shay, they all go back to the workroom and then they, you know, people kind of had to plead their case or just say how they're feeling. And the top queen, which is Juju B, has her little meetings and checks in, check ins with the, with the girls. Which of the three would you send home from India, Mariah, and Shay? It is so hard because, um, I, as much as I know Shay and Mariah personally, I, I can I can only relate to India's story because. She hasn't been known for her own self in her season. She was known only because Mimi Ampers just put her on her back and f up her lip sync. So now it's her it's her time to finally showcase to the world who she is and what an amazing painter and stylist and and designer and lip syncer she is. Uh, but that being said, I think Mariah has such amazing skills to show to the the world, and she is a superstar. So it is it is incredibly hard. Yeah. But I think I would have to say I would have probably been in India. Because I think that based on her challenge just was not delivering enough. Right, right, right. Well, the queens themselves have to decide. And we see some of them each week, we're like who they voted for, some we don't, and we find out later and then talk to whatever. But like I was gagging because Alexis pulled Shay's lipstick and so did Mayhem. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's when, my friend, you have the confirmation that Alexis is playing the game as well. Uh, we were questioning it at the beginning of the episode. We just answered the, uh, the, we just answered the question at the end of the episode. <laughs> Alexis is here for the kill. I know. And like, I, I certainly appreciate their willingness to play the game. I know. It's, it, look, at the end of the day, Michel Vissage always said, if, if I was at your spot and I would be in All-Stars, I would send my biggest competition first. And every time we hear it, and every time besides um, besides Morgan McMichael, <laughs> no one really decided to do it. Well, Morgan left very early by saying, I will not play it fair. Yes. So it, it, it is a tricky way if you want it, to... It's a tricky way in all sorts because you have to play mind games. There is no other ways to really get to the top. It is about making sure that the girls are not really scared by you. But at the same time, you get in position where you can chop someone that is very uh, scary, scary for you. Right. Oh, my God. Strategies and schemes. Yeah. And then Juju's making her decision. And it just cracked me up because they're like, well, she's really having, you know, I have to make this hard decision. What's going through my mind right now is... 
Oh, I miss my cat. Meow, meow, bitches. That was the most awkward <laughs> moment I have experienced in Drag Race in a long time because it was the dramatic sound that ah, and she was talking about cats, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous um so anyway we go back to you know she picks whoever she picks who she picks we'll find out mm -hmm. um eventually and back on the stage it's time for the assassin and who is revealed behind that wall Reveal money mother tucking exchange ah. definitely an amazing performer and i was so happy to see her back yeah she looks like a dream sickle yes <laughs> the song is Juice by Lizzo. What'd you think? The whole lip sync and everything. As soon as they said uh, that the song was Juice by Lizzo, I automatically looked at Monet because I know Monet from New York and I know that she, she performed Lizzo like nobody's business. So I knew that it would be a tough win for Jujubee. But also, I don't know what you think, but be between you and I, I don't feel like Jujubee was fighting much. I think that she, that's maybe my theory. But I feel like she had a hard time deciding to showcase who she chose and kind of like lost on purpose. Ooh. That's how, I, when I looked at the lip sync, I was like, girl, she's not fighting hard. And she keeps looking at Monet, which means that the judges are looking at Monet with her. And it just felt like, okay, to go ahead, because I can't name the girl. Go ahead. I thought Monet was clearly great and fabulous and funny and had moves and was like so much fun to watch. And Jujubee didn't seem to be her usual because Jujubee's a great lip syncer. She puts emotion and drama and humor in, into it. Jujubee is an amazing performer, which is why I am convinced that she did not want that win. Ooh, well, Juju, I see you. I know what you did here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then let, let's let's get there. So Monet wins the lip sync, which means she holds the lipstick. Of the with the queen's name on it, who the group chose to send home, the girl who got the most votes to be sent packing. Uh -huh. So Monet pulls out the lipstick, and the name on the lipstick is Mariah. What'd you think? So sad because Mariah has so much potential, and uh, I just I just relate to her. She have a, she had a hard time really adapting her personality and her strength into the competition, and. Uh, I know how he feels, it, and she probably needed a little more time to get ready. But her time, she, she, will, she will be just fine. Yeah, and I think it's just great seeing her back on television, getting the, more people who may not be familiar with her to get to know her and see how gorgeous and fun she is. And guys, please, like, make sure to go and check her out on social media. This girl is from the ball. Uh, the ballroom in New, in New York, like she is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal performer. And uh, you guys are in for a treat to follow her. Yes, yes. Mug for days. <laughs> yes, mug for days. Oh, my God. Great episode. Mm -hmm. Little drama between some queens. Gorgeous looks. Ah, Yeah, I was, I w I was worried uh, after Derek elimination. I was like, oh, my God, are we going to go back to season 12 now? Is it going to be just like RuPaul's best friend race? But then Alexis was like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'll, 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 I'll take the lead. <laughs> and I live for it. Yeah, I love that these girls aren't afraid to be like sassy and salty and like call each other out. Oh, girl, that will literally be me if I go back on All Stars. After seeing how polite I was, I, this is so not me. Okay, one T. When I arrived in the workroom and Brita was the first one to welcome me, 
she was speaking so loudly on my ear. The first thing that I wanted to say was, are you going to speak loudly the whole season like that? <laughs> but then I had to check myself up the whole time. So I know that if you go on All Stars, you definitely are going to speak your mind. And Alexis is definitely doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. Use Alexis as your guide. <laughs> well, let's see how far she goes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And so how excited would you be for an All Stars? I would be super excited. I think that I, besides the fact that I was set to leave pretty early on season 12, I think that it's also, it can also be a strength for All-Stars because people are still craving for a lot and you still have a lot to offer and a lot to surprise the judges with. So I think that it, it, it can be a great opportunity and I, I will be ready this time. Yes, ma'am. Um, and what's next for you immediately? What are we going to see from you coming up? You know, Nikki is going to be on the road as soon as everything reopens. But besides that, she's working on some secret projects. So you might hear me sing, you might see me act, you might see me. Um, you'll see. You'll see. But there's a lot of things in the making. And I'm, I'm very excited to just create art in general. That's why I do what I do. And uh, and, and thanks to you guys and, and the show, it, it allowed me to have more power with my platform. And so I will not stop anytime soon. Yes. Keep on keeping on. Yes. Oh, well, you're stunning and you're so good at what you do and so funny. So thank you. We are excited to see more. I'm excited to see you guys more. <laughs> and then what are you doing the rest of the day today? I probably am going to finish uh, cleaning my apartment, cleaning my brushes, because, you know, you don't want to have any bacteria on your skin. Guys, make sure to clean your brushes. It's important. <laughs> and I'm going to do a little workout because last time I tried to fit in my entrance look and the zip popped. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a real story. So I really need to to go back on a on a little routine. Get your life. Get sweaty. Go crazy. Yes. I mean, I think you saw me. You, you saw me performing. Uh, you you saw me work out uh, uh, in drag. That was a that was a moment. But this time I'm, I'm not doing it in drag. This time I'm doing it in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please keep watching Drag Race All-Stars every Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1. Or if you can't get VH1, you can watch VO Bow Presents Plus. Um, and, yeah, keep supporting these queens. And support Nikki Doll. Follow Nikki Doll at... The Nikki Doll. It is Da Nikki Doll. Ding. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Nikki. Bye. Thank you, John. To heal the wounds. So give your brother some need truth, some need time to heal the wounds. So give your sister what she needs.